Hey, this is Sam. You're listening to the Augur Insights Podcast, a space where we talk about media, tech, research, sometimes all three at the same time. And that's exactly what we're doing today. I've just finished speaking with Pam Goldfarb-Liss, the founder of US-based kids research agency, Lit Brains, Igniting Ideas. We had a chat about how new media products and platforms are changing the way that kids across the US build communities and connect with each other online. Why is this interesting? Well, we're only a week into 2023, and there's already been a flurry of conversations around what community means online. A lot of this is coming from the adult space with conversations about Twitter and Mastodon, but there's some chat about the kids and youth spaces going on as well, namely about the role of the metaverse and what that means for young people in their lives. But it's also interesting to explore the role of search engines, forums, subreddits, things like that, when it comes to helping bring people, particularly young people, together in interesting ways. I certainly had a great time chatting with Pam about all of these fascinating topics, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did. So today I'm having a chat with Pam Goldfarb-Liss. She is the president and big brain of uh, Lit Brains, a research agency based in the States. Uh, Pam, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Sam? Well, thank you very much for like sitting down with me today and having this chat. So to start with, right, I know the pandemic is, is, is still very fresh in our minds. A lot of people wouldn't have forgotten about those years. But, but if you could remind me nonetheless, if we look back over the past few years, how were kids in the U.S. specifically using tech, using media products uh, to stay connected over that period. Tech was their whole world, right? Their connection to school, their connection to friends, um, using FaceTime, uh, you know, with friends. Oftentimes they had those little watch parties uh, that became very hip during pandemic, but it was a good way to sort of watch a movie together, do the things that they would do in person, you know, because they can't be in person. So it was connecting. It was sort of taking, I think, that platform from video games. They were doing that even before the pandemic, where they would, you know, play a video game, um, and um, and and they could sort of connect through the internet and play with their friends and not have to leave their house. And I think during the pandemic that occurred more as well um, with the younger kids connecting with each other. Um, parents sort of let down their guard. Um, you know, here in the U.S., we have a a big issue with privacy. Um, and sort of, and, and parents are very overzealous about protecting their kids. And I think that sort of washed away during the pandemic as well. Um, and so the communities with the younger kids um, also opened up. Discord is something that's more in the teenage years still, but Discord became a bigger deal. And we saw even in the 2020 election for our president, we saw, you know, Alexandria Cortez, AOC, she hosted a whole discord for the 18 year old first time voters. um, That was really a popular thing. All those things sort of um, melded together, those communities grew because we just had no other choice. Did you notice anything about the types of communities that were being built by kind of kids over this period? And were they different from any of the friendship groups that they might have in like the physical space? I remember in high school not being able to find my group as easily. Um, and now I think kids online can find each other. You know, Reddit has this great sort of filtering um, opportunity that they you, know, you sort of can easily find your group. Uh, and I think 
kids, especially the teens, found their group. I do believe like the LGBTQ groups um, really found each other, especially here in the States. There's a lot of like um, gender um, exploration going on. And it's it's I think it's happened more post pandemic because I think they can find each other. Uh, it's mostly teens. But um, I do think that even the younger kids are are able to sort of find groups connect to people that are like them a lot quicker, which is which is kind of a cool opportunity to sort of connect that way. And you can find people that you really fit with. Um, it's a lot easier than I remember as a teen. <laughs> When you can literally sort your friends by, um, you know, subreddit or maybe it's Roblox game type, it does make it a bit easier to find people like you. It's it's pretty cool. And, you know, and, and there's, you know, a lot of mental health um, things that were going on during the pandemic. And I think there's a lot of resources now um, that are helping to connect uh, people with similar um concerns. In some cases, people are able to get access to help a lot quicker because they're finding ways to connect with others a lot quicker than before. Which is a positive side of this, I guess. But was there any pushback that you saw in the States from this more connected life? Or was it really just, you know, this is life, this is kind of what we have to deal with? I think it was. I think initially, I think parents were just so overwhelmed. You just give them that that tablet and just go. And, um, and so I think there's just a lot less supervision they, just because they Parents couldn't do it. It was sort of mid-pandemic. I think we all went, whoa, what happened here? <laughs> Is this good? Is this bad? And I think there's there's a little bit of pullback. I think there's more sort of a balance going on right now where kids should definitely play outside. But, I mean, this is a necessary evil. Another side of this is the metaverse. Buzzword, I know. But you can look at the metaverse as an extension of um, two years online. Everyone's been spending time on Fortnite. From the game, it has become a space to hang out, to do silly dances, to collect clothing through skins. You can kind of see how the metaverse evolved out of what we've been through over the past few years kind of going forward. I didn't know your thoughts on kind of if you saw any interesting things happening with US kids in this space, if it's something that they're thinking about and talking about, or is this just like an industry thing? To answer your question twofold, it definitely is still an industry thing, but I think it's like, it's one of those things, if you build it, they will come. It's growing. And I think, um, and I think the kids see the experience as an important thing. Cause the kids have already been doing this. My, I know my daughter who's 13 is already sort of since she's been eight or nine, she's been doing things where she she plays all sorts of different games. It's it's still it's a metaverse. They get different, um, they buy different things that literally cost money. So they've already been sort of, from a kid perspective, I think, train or training uh, for this metaverse that um, that it, that's coming. And I think we as adults are going to be more shocked than the kids. It's it's kind of, it's a hard one because um, I think on one side people look at it and they go, it feels a bit predatory that, you know, it's brands taking advantage of kids and they're taking their money through little transactions. They don't really have any translation into the real world. You know, if you buy a skin in Fortnite, that isn't a thing you own. It's just a bit of code they're allowing you to use. And But at the other side of this, you know, you can have conversations where you say, um, because you can experience a concert in Roblox. If a kid somewhere in um, Wyoming 
isn't able to get to uh, whatever, you know, the local place where George Ezra is playing, like at least they can have this experience, then take part in this conversation. So there's a nice like balance, I think, going on there, which is kind of really interesting to unpack. I mean, I would argue that we as adults have also seen that change too, because a lot of us have moved from urban centers where it's expensive to live to bedroom communities or rural communities. And now we're going to be able to get some of the great things that we got living in urban communities. I've talked to a lot of kids who are going to Broadway plays because they're watching them on YouTube, right? Bringing that into the metaverse. How cool is that? They're getting culture, you know? Pam, thank you so much. So, so tell me a bit more about Lip Brains. What are you doing next? What else are you involved in right now? I've been doing this for 30 years. And I think, um, you know, working with kids and teens, my whole purpose really is to make those conversations productive. And um, and I, while I love doing it, um, I want to sort of spread the word and help others learn how to uh, have productive conversations with kids and teens because they're so darn interesting. So I have started something called Mission Kid Possible, which teaches um, uh, professionals in research, um, mostly, how to have those productive conversations. And um, the Mission Kid Possible is a learning website. Uh, it's on my website, uh, lipbrains.com. And um, and there's courses to take uh, that are on demand or live. And I also teach a three-day course. Uh, so I'm really, and that's all online, and I'm really excited. It's my metaverse. <laughs> so how about that? Thank you so much, Pam, for uh, taking the time to talk to me. It's been really, really good. Thank you.